Man to Man Podcast, Mike Makowski, Dennis Lemire. We're back. Uh, we went through last week. We had a we had a it was a long one actually. It was yeah. man, we were we were on it. It was for a while. <laughs> so uh we went through the idea of confusion, right? So we talked about how there's there's three themes that continue to come up as we are um as we're talking to guys and as we're talking to each other about ourselves, even and the things that we're processing in our own life. And there's three themes that are kind of rotating around that we see just attacking guys um and, and really causing uh destruction and, and hurt and 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 just this um uh, you know crazy um patterns of thinking in, in, in guys' mind. And, and those three things were confusion, despair, and passivity. And we talked about how they're sort of linked together in a lot of ways and one can lead to the next and they can kind of bounce you around between them. And I feel like it is, um, it is some of that where you can kind of feel like you're getting out of confusion. And the next, you know, you find yourself in some despair and that works its way back to some confusion. Like they, they work along with each other, but they also kind of feed off of other things that are going on in your life. And so we had a real good conversation about confusion and we're going to go through despair today. And then in the next week, we'll finish up with passivity um, and we'll talk about how that affects guys too. And so w- let's talk about how it affects people and how we see it affecting people. And and I mean, this is, again, a lot of this is how it affects us too. I mean, I'm seeing this in my life and how it's affecting me along with some of the other guys that I'm talking to and things like that. And so, um, you know, again, and then at the end, we'll give some some tips on how to combat this, right? So we gave some, we gave some steps last week on how to combat confusion. And this week we'll give some steps on how to combat despair and some things that you can do. So we'll walk through what it looks like and, um, and what we might be noticing. And then, and then we'll talk about how you can combat that. So, um, you know, right away, I think, you know, why don't, um, why don't you give me an idea of of what it is that you're seeing and how how you're recognizing this when you're talking to a guy and you start to hear certain key things that start to come up where you go, yep, he's at this place where I'm seeing despair starting to work in, in his life and come out of his mouth here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just a little bit on last week, you know, there's so much information out there. There's so many things that can be found. In fact, I think it's just gotten too much. And I believe that's what we talked about that. That's what causes confusion, right? We're always looking for more answers. And uh, we continue down this road of trying to find new answers, trying to find everybody got their opinion and all that kind of stuff. And I've just noticed with guys that, that when they're in that state of confusion, they get very complacent. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. So I'm going to do nothing, right? I'm going to do nothing. I just don't know what to do anymore. I'm going to do nothing. And that's where I feel. That's where I feel despair has a gets it gets its hands on us and gets that stronghold. Because when you think of despair, it's a complete loss or absence of hope. Right. That's what despair is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just literally where you have no hope. It's it's and when you have no hope, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. Right. So I'm right. just seeing that guys that are without hope because they can't they don't have a sense of direction, where to go. And I know all men have been in this area. I mean, we've all been confused, you know, and we've all had this sense of despair. And I mean, for me anyways, that's what we'll talk a little bit about is I've been in that situation quite a few times, you know, and, and you probably have too, where I'm just, I'm at my, I'm at my end. I'm just, I'm just done with it. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I'm wore out. And then the despair comes in where it's like, well, there's nothing to hope for anymore. 
right. I can't see a future. I can't see where I'm going. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that, that idea of absence of hope, right. Is, yeah. is, is interesting because I think you, you think of despair as like sadness almost sometimes, right. right? Like, like a sadness or, or, um, you know, depression we talked about a little bit, right. And, and, and those kind of feelings, but that's not, it's, it's the absence of hope. So despair yeah. is, is, is literally like, not only do I feel this way, but I have no, I don't, there's no light at the end of the tunnel effectively. It's just a friggin' tunnel and it's long and it's dark and I'm just continuing to go through it. And there is no, I can't see a light at the end of this. There is no hope no. in this. And, no. and that absence of hope is almost more debilitating than the fear and the sadness and the depression that you're feeling, right? It, all of those things go away. As soon as you have some sort of hope of coming yeah. out of it, you can work your way through it. Again, not to say that it's easy or that it's immediate or anything like that. If you're dealing with like deep depression, it's not like, oh, I found some hope. No, look, I feel great. No, yeah. you've got a lot of work to do to get out of that. But that hope will start to drag you towards wanting to work your way out of it. You know, yeah. depression turns into, you know, suicidal ideation and things like that. Again, when there is no hope, when you can't see a way out is when it starts to drag you deeper and deeper into it. That, so that, that, that definition of absence of hope is really, I mean, you think about how many guys get in that situation and in, in how many different ways, right? With your job and your marriage and your kids and where you're just like, man, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what to do next. I don't have an answer for this. And so- right then you really start to feel like there's just, there's no hope for me in this. You know, there's nothing. I I don't know what to do. And that's what you see. You know, what you're seeing is you see these guys just kind of lock up, like, you know, what now? (laughs) Well, once again, they, you know, we as men, what I'm seeing is they just throw their hands up in the air. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, whatever, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be type thing. And that's the exact, that's the exact opposite of who God created us to be as men. You know, right. we're supposed to be active. We're supposed to be moving forward. We're supposed to be progressing in life. And so when you when you get confused, you know, when I was getting confused, you know, uh, in my life, because there's just so many problems ahead of me and I couldn't find answers to solve them. And I got to the point where in my despair, when it became despair, that literally I would lay on the couch and cry for no reason. I just start crying. Mm-hmm. And you know me, Denny, and one of my gifts is positivity. Right. <laughs> I right. couldn't think of one positive thing. Not mm-hmm. one. Wow, and then when then I would know in my heart that I couldn't think of one positivity positive thing, and so that was even worse. Right, right, right? you know, because it's like, why can't I think of a positive thing? And of course, then a negative thing answers it, like because it's you're an idiot or you're stupid right. or you know you screwed up or you're this or you're that. And the funny thing about it is that the irony of life is that so many of our problems, the stumbling blocks that hold us back, are often there because we get in our own way. We, mm-hmm. we get in our own thinking, we get in our own heads. And I'm just telling you, we actually can create a prison um, if continued. And that's what that's what happens in despair, you know, and, and it causes us to just suffer even more and more and more. I, for an example that I, when I got to this place, I mean, I'm not going to go through every time, but the one time I did, I was, I was in this, in this despair I was confused about where I was supposed to be going in life. I was confused as whether or not I was in ministry anymore, whether or not I should be just 
learning a different trade, you know, just all these different things, you know, listening to podcast after podcast, trying to find answers, you know, sermons after sermons, trying to find answers. And so then I thought, you know what? I'm just tired of being around people, mm-hmm. right? I'm getting in my own head now. I'm just sick and tired of people. Right. And so here I'm an extrovert claiming and trying to be an introvert. So I'm sitting there and I didn't talk to anybody for at least about 20 something days, 21 or 22 days. I just wouldn't talk to anybody, barely talked to my wife, barely talked to my kids. And then all of a sudden I started thinking, gosh, man, I'm a, I mean, where are all the friends I supposedly have? None of my, nobody's calling me. I, they must right. not care. I mean, that's what happens to our brains. We start getting in the way. We start creating this fog. So we can't see, like you said, hope. All right. Mm-hmm. And we just, and every day we're waiting, we're hoping that it will just stop. Right. But we don't want to do anything to stop it. But you're not actually working to get out of it. You're just hoping that it stops, right? Like, I need this to go away. Right. How many times have you said to yourself, too, something like, you know, um, I just can't catch a break, right? Or something like that, right? Right. I mean, like, you're you're hoping, right, that, that like, somehow it's just going to, something fairy dust is going to sprinkle on your head and you're going to, you know, like, I just can't catch a break. And it's like, well, I mean what are you doing to make you're doing nothing to make that break. You're laying on the couch, crying, upset at yourself. Right. And, and, um, and you're, I can't catch a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, duh. Right. And it was interesting. Cause I, I also didn't realize that the problems I was having were actually linked back to an action or thought that I created. Right. It wasn't anybody else did to me. It was I actually placed myself in the position of being alone and then blamed other people that I was alone. <laughs> sure. Right. That's despair. There's no hope. That's there's crazy. Just, there's, there's an absence of hope. There's an absence of moving forward. There's an absence of vision. There's an absence of future. You're stuck in the now and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing how we get like you said, we get ourselves into that position and then we and then we're just we're just amazed at how we can't find our way out or we can't get our way out. And and, it, and then you start to blame other people. Yeah. There's this whole procession. I mean, and I, and I know that, you know, just, I can see times as you're talking in my life where, where I've just walked through that exact thing. And I, and I found myself doing that, you know, and, and, and all it tends to do is just drive you deeper into it. Right. Because then those voices, you know, the story that you tell yourself continues to just get, more and more negative, right? And you're not you're not talking yourself through the positive. You're just no. starting to talk yourself more and more and more through the negative yeah. that that you're in your head, you're just continuing to just make bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And and it's just it's amazing how deep, you know, I I read this quote the other day. It was from uh Zig Ziglar, who's like a business, you know, um at least I don't know what the he is now. I think he's dead, but anyways um, you know, like a, a business, uh, a writer and things like that. And it said, it said some people find fault, like there is a reward for it. Right. Well, like, like think about how and those, some people are us frankly, right. in ourselves a lot of times, that like you're just searching for the fault. Right. And, 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 and you don't want to blame it on yourself. And so you've got to look and go, okay, I can't handle this on my own. I, I can't, I can't be my problem. So who's right. my problem? Who else? And then you start searching for it. Like, you know, like that, that like the saying says, like, there's some going to be some sort of reward where you can go, if it's Mike's fault, now it's his problem and he's got to deal with it. Right. 
The issue is even if it is your fault, even if whatever I'm dealing with is your fault, me coming to that conclusion is not going to make me feel any better. Right. It's not going to help me. It's not going to get me out of that. In fact, even if you were to say, you know what? Yep. My fault. I apologize. It's not going to help me feel better. I have to go through a whole lot of things to get to where I I can then process through that and get out of that despair, you know, and and I have to give that up, that searching for that fault. You have to give it up because the reality is there is no treasure at the end of that fault finding rainbow. No. You're not, if you suddenly come to the realization that it's somebody else and you're right, you don't feel better. And if no. you come to the realization that it's not somebody else, it's you, you sure don't feel better. So <laughs> what is the point of going on that journey to do that? Right. Instead, you should be looking at instead of trying to find a fault for it, like, how can I what can I do to work my way out of this? Where is you have to restore the hope, really? Oh, yeah. If you're in despair and there is no hope, right? You have to. That's where you have to be looking for. You know, some of the things that I see. You know, there's two different types of guys that I talk to that really um, they express this in two different ways, right? So some of the ways that I hear it being said when it's somebody who's not a believer, right? So somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus um, is, is not, you know, walking down the same path of restoration, or they're believers, but they're not. They're men who are not walking to restore their own heart, right? So I hear this. Like those, the the things that I hear are kind of the same from those two groups. And it's why am I so alone? Right. Like just this despair about, oh my gosh, I am so alone. I just feel alone all the time. Is there meaning to this all? Right. Like, oh my gosh, what is going, why, why are we here? Right. Right. What is the point of all of this? It just, nothing seems to have any point and no one seems to understand me. You know, I am this pillar of aloneness, like you were talking about. And no matter what I do, no one seems to get me at all. They right. just don't understand me. Right. And and those are the things I hear from that. The, the other flip side to that is guys who are searching for the restoration of their heart. You know, they are asking questions like, can I do this? Like, I don't think I can do this. Right. I don't think I can make it through here. You know, is this what God wants from me? Right. Like how many guys do we know are just are just looking for God to tell them what to do next? Right. And they get themselves into this deep despair. It turns into like they're they're asking the right question, God, what do you want me to do next? But it turns into despair when they don't hear the answer. Right. You know, or or why isn't it working? Right. And and why why isn't what working? Right. Like whatever thing that they think is supposed to happen in their life and the and the thing that they're supposed to do to get to there, they're doing it and it's just not working. Right. And so you see this despair creep in from both non-believers and guys that are like that are that are walking this path us. us like me, I've had some of these same things that I've thought like why isn't this working? Right. right? In my life where, you know, with my kids, I've been trying to I've been trying to work through things with with my sons and you know and, and I'll I'll do all of the things that all of the experts tell you you're supposed to do, right? And 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 I'll I mean, get all the advice in the world. And then I do it and I end up back in the same place. And that despair starts to creep in because it's like, I did what you said, what I was supposed to do. The book said to do this. I did that. Right. And my kid's still pissed. <laughs> He's right. still angry. And <laughs> you know, what is going on here? Like, why isn't it working? And right. you do that like four or five times, and suddenly you start to find yourself in the spot where you're like, nothing works. 
Right. And there's where you found your despair because the hope just disappeared and is gone. Yep. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I mean, the Bible is very clear on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's been multiple times where uh, I know that I experienced that scripture. I, I, know, I know for a fact that I was just sick. I was just sick and tired of everything going on, sick and tired of trying, sick and tired of, you know, and uh, and why? Because because the hope left. It was deferred. Mm-hmm. It, it just it, it just makes your heart sick. And you got you got to reclaim that and you got to step into that because real realization is that despair you, you can live in that a long time and not even know it right right for but sure it's interesting how many people around you do you know Ooh. but you're not listening mm. you're not listening you know and um that's why scripture to me has always been when you when there's always been kind of my go-to when it comes to getting out of the despair, getting out of the confusion, because I have to go back to what I know works, mm-hmm. right? And when you read scripture like this, the Lord hears his people when they call on him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who is, whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faced many troubles, but the Lord comes to, to the rescue, to rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, not one of them is broken. And you read stuff like that. And immediately when we read it, the scripture or the verses are, when we read it, I love that scripture. I can't remember what it was, right? It is now, but God's word goes out and accomplishes everything he wants it to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of despair and you read scripture like that, God is accomplishing something of restoration in our hearts and in our souls, right? Just from reading it. I mean, how can you not look at that and go, oh my gosh, yeah, I feel brokenhearted. I feel crushed right now. I, I feel like I'm facing troubles all over me. And each time God said, I rescued you from these. I rescue you from these, you know. Um, and so that that to me is a key part in my own life of when I start to fall into, when I start to fall into confusion and despair, I reestablish what I already know scripture says back into my heart. I mean, that's just because like John says, right, we live in a love story place in a world at war, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. And life's not easy, but we can overcome the world. Why? Because Jesus did. And and so um, for me, I know a, a big part is of pulling out is reestablishing God's word in my heart, not just reading it to read it, but just sit back, say la, listen to it, meditate on it, and just make that in there. That's That to me is, for me, that's the only way out. Mm-hmm. I could have somebody sit here and tell me, you know, you know, but we'll talk about that on the other, we'll talk about that. You know, what's so sad, and I was this guy, is the last thing they want is a, you know, really happy, go lucky, faith-filled Christian person coming up to you and go, you're going to make it, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you it. can get through this. You're yeah, more than yeah. a conqueror, You right? can do all things. Yeah. Yes, you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. And, and, you know, and I was that guy. I mean, I was, I mean, you know, I'd talk to everybody that way. And then, then I started falling into these despairing people and I'd like, shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to hear it. You know, right. Because right. you know what? I'm not a more than the conquer right now. Right now I suck really bad. And right. You know, and so you get these overzealous Christians sometimes that don't they think they're helping. And they're not. It's actually pushing them back further. Because yeah, I felt I, you know, I felt like, oh, I this is how I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not even there. So my relationship with God must be bad now. <laughs> right. Yeah, it continues to drive you into it, right? I mean, it, it pushes right. you and pushes you, pushes you further. 
because again, that hope is now gone. The the hope of at least I have my relationship with God is now getting ripped out from underneath you because you feel like, well, do I? Because if I did, then I would have no problems, right? Because we're supposed to have no problems. I mean, like, that's not what the Bible says. Right. You know, and, and that's where, and I feel like I've even done it a little bit with you guys. Maybe I've gone overboard with it, but you know, like, like I have just started to ask, like, is that really what it says? Like with yeah. everything I read, this is interesting because that what you quoted was in Isaiah 55. And, and I'm going to start with verse 10 because reading that is so, this is so good because like, as soon as you said it, I'm like, well, is that what that says? But if you actually read the the ten through twelve, the it it even says so much more than what you just said. I mean, it, it is what you said, but it's so the picture here. So here's what it says: the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause grain to grow, producing seed for the har- farmer and bread for the hungry. Okay, so that's the picture that God paints. He starts off by painting that picture. Like, listen, rain and even- snow. What's that? Go even one verse for before. I will. Oh yeah, yeah. So so it, it's all that right. It, rain and snow come down. Yeah. So that grain can grow to produce seed for the farmer, who then produces bread to give to the hungry. Like starts with this thing just falling out of the sky, right? <laughs> to produce bread, right? That's the point that he's. That's what God is basically saying here. Then verse eleven. It is the same with my word. I yep. send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So yes. think about that picture of the rain, which is something that we have absolutely no control over. We have no, I mean, you know, people ask me, all the, time, the lady just did it that was cut my hair today. She was like, Hey, well, it's, it's supposed to snow tonight. And, you know, and I'm like, Oh yeah. She's like, Oh yeah. You know, aren't you? Pay-? I'm like, no, I don't. I'll look outside and if it's snowing, it's snowing. Like what, what is knowing if it's going to snow help me whatsoever? It's just going to happen. And then I'm going to deal with it when it happens because it's going to happen. right? Right. So this thing is going to come out of the sky. We have zero control over it. We have no way of anticipating anything that's going to happen. Sometimes they say it's going to rain and it doesn't. Sometimes they say hundred percent, no chance. And I look outside and it's raining in that moment. It just happens. It, yeah. it 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 comes and then, but we need that in order to produce bread to eat. Right. God's word. Right. God is saying this is the same way my word is. Like it's going to happen. Right. It's going to be there. It's going to exist, yeah. and it's going to produce the things that you need to live. Right. And right. and it's going and it's going to accomplish everywhere I send it. It's going to accomplish that. So yeah. the the power and the strength that's in that is, I mean, yeah, we can kind of go, you know, well, yeah, that doesn't help me, but but it should right. really is what we should be looking at. It is if it doesn't, that's your first place to start. Right. Is it should. You know, I, I've been you know, I've been going through some things lately, you know, personally in my life. And and for me, when I know when I feel it the most is right before I'm going to go to bed. Like I could be on the couch, Kate and I just were doing this the other day. We were on the couch, we were watching a movie and, and I fell asleep, you know, just old man falling asleep on the couch kind of deal. Right. And, and I was out, like I was out, out. And then the movie ends and I kind of woke up and I'm like, Oh, I was, I was out hard. Caden's <laughs> like, yeah, you were out hard. And I'm like, all right, time for bed. So, you know, he goes down to bed. I crawl into my bed 
and now I'm wide. Now I can't sleep because <laughs> my brain is just going and going oh, and yeah. going and going and going. And, and all of these negative thoughts and things that uh, it were said to me earlier in the day. And, and just all of this stuff is just flipping around in my head. And earlier I was watching this movie with my son and chilling. And so none of those things were happening, but here I am. So I, I put on that, the, the pause app that, that wild at heart has, and I went in and I put in one of the, one of the, the nighttime, like 30 days to resilient things. Right. Yep. And, you know, and John starts out by, you know, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to um, give everything, everyone to God. Right. And, and he starts through that, you know, give everyone and everything to God. And then he consecrates your mind to God. By the time we got to that, I was out. Like, I don't remember anything else that happened on that whole thing. <laughs> and like the half an hour, 45 minutes before that, I, I laid in bed, I flipped and flopped and this and that and back and forth, but allowing God to come in and to just wash away those things and, and just and just allow God to restore my mind and to bring me back to this point of you know, understanding that, hey, this is where God wants me to be. And I'm just going to wrap myself up in that. Yeah. And allow myself that peace. It just immediately it allowed me to go to sleep and to right. and to get some rest and peace, right? And and that I think is a, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Is you know the moments before that when I was just fighting through all of those things that were in my brain. That's that despair that comes up, and that's yeah. those feelings of oh my gosh, you know, I, I just I, I need to process all this stuff, but but I don't. You know, I, I, sometimes you just got to go, Hey God, you know, this is it. And, you know, um, it's tough <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's tough because I could have just put that on right away when I went to bed, but you know, you have to recognize that in yourself and you have to see that. And then you have to decide to take action on it. And that's the hardest thing to do, right. Is to actually recognize it and then act on it. Right. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that's, did you, I mean, that, Denny, that's a, just a great example of just the power of the word and giving that time instead of giving the world all that time. You know, right. I mean, that's, that's what we do. I mean, it's, it's, we are consistently giving ourselves away to the things of the world and the ways of the world. And we have to bring back into our, into our hearts and into our minds scripture. You know, um, this is kind of a, it's it's a tough one, but when you think about it, it's really it really it's I mean it's a, it's a tough scripture, but when you think about it, it's really powerful. When Second Corinthians four eight says, "We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Mm -hmm. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Right? We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed." And I read that, and I'm like, I don't want any of the stuff even prior to being knocked down, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't want to be knocked down, you know, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, you know, hunted down or perplexed, you know, but uh -huh. I love, I love it because it's saying, yeah, but you know what? I'll never let you get to that place. You know, I just, I just won't, you know, yeah, this world is going to be tough. Yeah. It's trying to take everything out of every man in this world right now. And we, and you know, that mm -hmm. it's trying to steal the masculinity is trying to change the way that men are supposed to be and what we're supposed to do and created by so we know that we're going to be in this difficult time, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, with God, I'm I'm not going to be abandoned. There's no way He will never abandon me. And those are the things that I have to renew my mind with. Those are the right. things that we'll talk about in a little bit here. On how do we get out of despair? 
right? Why? Because well, yeah, I mean, let's let's ju- jump ourselves into that. So let's you know we talked about despair and and how we get how, what it looks like and and some things that we've seen. So I mean, let's go down that road, right? So how okay. how do we get ourselves out of so so for the guy right now? This is the question I think I've asked a few times, you know, during these podcasts. So for the guy right now, that's like, yep, what you just described is me. I'm okay. here. I'm, right. I'm waving the white the white flag, and I'm saying like, yep, this is me. I'm here, but what the heck do I do to get out of this then? Because obviously if you've gotten to the place where you feel like there's no hope, the last thing that you're going to be able, you're going to feel is like, I know how to get myself out of this. So any guy that's in this place is, is, you know, got to start thinking to himself, like, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know what I'm doing. So how, how do they do it? Give us some, some ways that guys can get themselves out of there. If they're feeling this right now, uh, in their life. Yeah. Well, first one is obviously, you know, you got to give your burdens to God. You got to, you got to give them the things that are keeping you there. You got to give them to him. I mean, you know, first Peter five, seven says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing we got to do. Everything that's caused us to be worried, stressful, anything that, that our mind is constantly focused on. You, I say it out loud. I mean, I do. I just, I say, God, I give this loneliness that I feel to you right mm-hmm. now. In Jesus' name, I give it to you. Take it from me. Because I know, according to Scripture, that you're here with me. You never leave me or forsake me, you know. But, you know, I know it sounds weird, but that's where I, that's where I had to start. I had to start by giving everything that I was thinking about that was causing confusion and despair, I had to unload it to God. I had to give it. Some people so write is it there down. Importance to, is there importance to, okay, you're just about to go to writing it down, but is there an importance to saying it out loud or writing it down? I mean, like, it feels to me like actually, you know, taking some action on it has some value to it and some importance to it. Oh yeah. I mean, I believe our words are powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we speak, we, we, what we speak can come into existence. I mean, the things that, you know, the, that we talk about, the things that we say out loud, I just believe spiritually that when we say it out loud, we're making a declaration. We are saying it out loud. It's not just thinking in our head. We're getting them out of our head and putting them into words. And to me, it's powerful when you do that, because not only do you hear yourself say it, but I think there's something spiritual that happens on your inside, because now I'm giving it to you, God. You know, uh, I'm giving these things to you, Father. I, I, I just take authority over this in my life, and I give it to you. And and so I worked through each one of those things and said it out loud. And um, it's there's something about our confession that's very powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's also something, and you've said this multiple times before and other things, and probably on this podcast, right? There's also something to taking action on it in the sense of, and you said it, right? Like finding scripture verses that, that actually combat that or, 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 or give God's view of it. Right. So, so let me, I'm going to write, writing it down, I think is, is a really good one because then when it comes back up, it, it, you can go back and you go, all right, you know what? I, I already have, I've tried, I'm trying, I've been working through dealing with this one. I hate to use the word try, right? I've been working through dealing with this one, but it continues to come back up. So now maybe I need to take the next step and find some scripture verses to pray over it. Maybe I need to become more like forwardly active against it, right? Because just saying, Hey, I'm giving it to God isn't, hasn't, I'm still in the same place. I'm still having these same, the same battle. So now I'm going to become just a little bit more active against it and start to, you know, like you said, find some Bible verses, continue to say it all. Maybe, you know, I, I write stuff on my bathroom mirror here yep. in my house for me and the boys, right? Like I, I just take a marker and I write it right on the mirror. 
And that's our like reminder that this is what we're working on internally right now, because it's things that I see happening in, in my family that, you know what, I want to like, I'm going to put it out there as a declaration to this is what we're actively working against right now uh, in this house, because, because it's a problem. It's an area that we're all coming up against. And so let's just, let's just put it out there and say, this is a problem area and we're going to work against this. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and what is, what is despair? The definition is what? Yeah, it was the absence of hope we talked about. Yeah. The absence of hope. Well, faith is a substance of hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Faith is a substance of what we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. What you just explained or what we just said is you're using faith, trust in God's word, right? Mm-hmm. To bring substance to our hope again. Right. Because everything else is taking the hope away. So that's what the word does. It comes into your heart. It gives you substance for the so it can restore the hope in your life again. So you can start thinking that way again. It's crazy how that happens. Right. And I, and I don't care what scripture you're reading. You can be reading Leviticus, which I'm in right now. I'm in Lamentations right now. It's like so, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you could be reading that and 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 not even necessarily understanding it, but because of the scripture you said earlier, God's using it. Mm-hmm. To restore something in me, and if you're in despair, it's hope. I mean, God's right. going to restore that hope by through the scriptures, you know. Um, and so, you know that that to me is a, is the first thing is that you give mm-hmm. your burdens to God, give them it all, and then what I said, what you said before, which is write down each burden and then find a scripture verse that contradicts that burden. Like, man, I'm I, the burden of being alone. Well, God, you never leave me or forsake me, right? right. So you're replacing that, and so, so uh, that's what I think. First off, to second is to br- you got to break the pattern, and mm-hmm. this is this is the hard one. All right, this is despair. Despair gets us to a place of doing nothing, and there is no momentum in any area of life. And so, what you have to do is break the pattern you're in. And for example, like when I was in that time of despair, right? I wouldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't call anybody. Everything was saying me, nobody cares what I have to do. I had to break that pattern. I had to start calling guys, start saying hi, start asking for prayer. I had to break the pattern of being alone. Like I said, we will bring our, we will be the crutch in our life if we want it to be, but we can also be the way we get set free by breaking those patterns. And that's tough. Right. Right. That's hard to do. Right. For sure. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it, it reminds me of a quote. So, you know, Jay Robinson was the coach of the gopher wrestling team forever. He, he kind of took the team out of being terrible and brought them into winning a national title and all this stuff. And he was a, just like the, a legendary coach for the gophers. And my son used to go to a bunch of camps and things like that, that he did. And one of the things that, you know, and, and so you're expecting like this, you know, this legendary coach, he had like the biggest camp system in the country for wrestling. And so when he talks, you're always like looking for these crazy, you know, like amazing sayings that, you know, and, and, and pieces of wisdom that he's sharing and all that stuff. And the one that he always said the most was like, it was, it was the most simple thing. It was, it was, listen, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And he would, he would say it so much. And every time he did, I was always like, that's, good. that's so silly. Right. I mean, what you, you're expecting him to like, give you this amazing insight and wisdom. And he right. is, right. but in a way that's so simple yeah. that it just, it just, like, it just kind of jars you, you know, and he's, he's nothing changes, nothing changes. And I was always yeah. like, man, 
That is so simple, but it's so true. It's so like, true. What are you doing to right. for it to be different? Yeah. Because if the answer is nothing, then right. how are you expecting something to happen? Right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. And you know, I then where you can start with this is is whatever you're doing or you're thinking that's a negative pattern. Hmm. Right? Whatever you're doing or thinking that's a negative pattern, you need to stop. Right? right. You have to break the pattern to change that. This means emotionally removing yourself from the situation. You got mm-hmm. to regroup. For example, when I'm feeling, when I am feeling crushed, right? Mm-hmm. I know the Bible says, you know, perplexed, but not crushed. But when I am feeling crushed, you guys know this. When I'm feeling in despair, when I'm feeling beaten up, Braveheart goes in. Mm-hmm. I watch Braveheart or I'll watch Gladiator or I'll watch. If I'm if I if I'm losing joy, I, I go to those guys on the website that, that you guys showed you guys those guys that swear all the time. Whoops, but they're funny <laughs> as I'll get out. Why? Because I got to replace the pattern. I got to break the pattern. Right. If I stay in my yuck, it's always going to be yucky. You know. If I stay in my crap, it's always going to smell. And so you literally got to write down or you got to find out the things that are negative. Go see a funny movie. Right. Right. You know. Switch yeah. it up. Yeah. 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 Switch Usually, it up. what you're taking in. Will right. normally be what is what is what it is that you're feeling, right? Yeah. And so, and and because we all want to, we all want to self medicate in that way, right? So we're feeling crappy, so you want to listen to you know Sarah McLaughlin and you know in the arms of an angel, right? And you're like, come on, why? If you're feeling crappy, like that's the last thing that you want to listen. I'll edit that part out later, but you know. <laughs> Or you turn on the country song where everybody dies. You know? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it's it's in the end, it's it's that's what you have to you have to find. And here's the thing, right? Is find the things that are not God in your life that you know are not right. So they're negative inducing. They're not producing positive fruit. If if you are not seeing positive things come about in your life. You have to change something because yes. you're not, it's not the other person's fault. I hate no. to break this to you, but it's not. If right. you're not seeing positive fruit in your life and what you're doing, it's you, right. period. And that's right. what you got to get yourself to first. I mean, I had to do that in my life. I had to realize like, hey, this is me, right? When my kids are don't like me and don't want to be around me and, you know, and are, are, are constantly negative towards me. That's me. Like, right. I can't be, I can't go to a therapist and say, how do I fix, give me 15 things to do to fix my kids. Right. If they're good, they're going to look at you and go, yeah, the 15 are start with you and end with you. Right. Like, it's not your kids that you have to fix. It's you. Right. Because right. we can't control those other things. And so we ha- you have to look at it. So that's the place to find to break the pattern is what are you doing that is continuing to drive yourself down that hole and down that path? And what can you do to pull yourself out of that? And not sorry, not to pull yourself out, because I, I think that, that people hear that and they immediately go, oh, yeah, like if it were that easy, I would just do it, right? You're right. What can you do to start allowing God to pull you out of it. How can you change that, break that pattern to where God can go, okay, now I can work with this. You know, so many people are like, oh, there's all these negative things going on. And I've been praying and I've been praying and I've been praying. What are you praying for? How are you praying? You know, I mean, if, if you are doing things in your life that are causing death and destruction and praying for God to get that death and destruction to stop. Right. God's God can't, there's nothing that he can do in that. Right. He he can't because he can't change your behavior. 
Right. You have to change that and you have to start to pull yourself out of that. Right. Exactly. And, and then, it, like you said, if you get to that point and then you do pray and then God doesn't do anything, well, now you're blaming God. I mean, now, right. now, like, you know, I mean, he's obviously not talking to me. And so you've got to, then, then here's what I would suggest. If you're in that spot right now and you're watching this and you're in that spot of like, well, I doubt God. Well, um, go back to the things that he's told you at work in the first place. Right. 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 Find the things that he's done in your life up to that point, the good things he's done. Right. right. And you're going to find the secret or you're going to find the answer somewhere in there. He's yeah, you given- said it to me. You said it to me a couple of times in, in going through things. Right. What did, what did God change his mind? Right. Right. <laughs> That's something that you've said to me multiple times. Right. Is when I'm like, well, you know, God was telling me this. And, and he's like, well, did he change his mind? Well, right. no. Okay. Then, then you are the one that got off path. Yes. Not God. Right. Right. You right. did. God doesn't make mistakes in this relationship. Right. Right. <laughs> So there's only one that does. That's me. I'm I, I'm the one, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but but yeah. So I mean, we've we've got you've got to change the pattern. Do something different. Get out of that. Get out of that mess, and find something to do. Maybe it's like I say. Maybe it's a walk in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know. But in each time that you change the pattern, change the pattern to find God also in it. You know what I mean? Right. And so, uh, so yeah. So you got to You got to break the pattern. Uh, that's a tough one. But uh, I had to do it for when, you know, I still have to do it. I have to break the pattern. It's kind of like working out. Gosh, I'm fat. Well, then stop eating so much crappy food, Mike, and go work out. You know what I mean? Right. I, I got to break the pattern, you know. Um, but then the next one is free your mind. And what do I, you know, I, I right away when I when I wrote this or when I've done this, I think of Neil in The Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Memories up on the roof. And he's like, free my mind. Okay, free my mind, you know. <laughs> well, you know. What was he going to do? Yeah, he's thinking, well, because he didn't free his mind, he jumped thinking he was going to fall and, you know, and he wasn't going to make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's so true because despair will constantly echo to you what you are not doing and how mm-hmm. miserable you are. Despair will also make you feel alone and nobody cares. All right. So mm-hmm. you purposely get your mind out of problem solving mode because that's where we get confused. Mm hmm. And rest in what God is doing in you and for you right now, mm-hmm. right? So that's how you free your mind. Get it, get it, get all the problems out of there. Get all that stuff out of there, and just like say, you know, the only way that the only way that you can be changed is by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says, right? right, right? Yeah. You got to renew. You got to consistently be renewing, bringing in new stuff that God has to say to you to replace that old stuff. So, you know, I don't know why I always get that matrix, matrix scene, but it's so it's so true, right? You know? For sure. Yep. He had to get, yeah. I mean, in, in, in the, you know, really it's getting out of your own way too. I mean, it's allowing, it's allowing God to be able to work with, with what you have effectively and, and just freeing up that, that space so that God can come in and, and can do something productive in there. Right. I mean, the, um, if, if you just can, if you continue to maintain control, then you're the one that has control. Right. And that's just it. Right. I mean, it, only one person can be in control at any given time. So if it's you, then it's not God. Right. Exactly. I mean, it can be as simple as, okay, God, you called me to be a man. You call me to be a man after your own heart. Okay. I'll take that one. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just meditate or think about that. Well, it certainly doesn't feel like I'm, I'm after his heart right now. Yeah. But that's what God said. I was a man after his own heart. Right. And so you got to free, you got to get all the guard, you got to get all the problem solving because mm-hmm. that's what caused the confusion in the first place. Right. We right. talked about confusion, right? 
mm-hmm. trying to solve the problem instead of gain understanding. Remember, we talked about gaining understanding. No, mm-hmm. we're trying to problem solve. So get away from the problem solve, accept where you are with God right now and um, free your mind. And right. uh, don't jump off a building, though. That's all. <laughs> no, don't take it too far. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I mean, scripture says, you know, since you have been raised into the new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where mm-hmm. Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ, in God. And when Christ is your, with Christ, who is your, is your life is revealed to the whole world, you'll share in all his glory. And I love that because hope and joy are the opposite of despair. Mm-hmm. So those are the things we want to seek after, right? Right, right? Those are the things that we want to put. What brings hope? What brings joy into my life? You know, um, and we start replacing that despair with hope and joy. And God mm-hmm. will do that also through Scripture, which is so great. Right, for sure. Yep. And and like I said, just having that, you have to replace it sometimes. You know, I, I remember talking to a a, a guy one time. Was, I think it was a counselor, and he said, you know, with when you have, um, we were talking about. Um, uh, addiction basically. And he said, you know, the, the thing that people miss when they talk about addiction is they take away the addiction, but they don't put anything back in its place. So it just leaves this gaping hole there. Right. And in the end, something else is going to fill it. So, you know, that's why you see so many people that kick an addiction for alcohol and then they start an addiction on like porn or, food or other drugs right or something else or or they get really busy their addiction becomes busyness and 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 just doing right and and that's because that space was never filled right and the same thing here like you have to take away that despair and you have to fill it with something else you have to fill it with uh you know this this idea think about the things of heaven right that verse exactly said think about the things of heaven not the things of the earth for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with christ right so you have to replace those thoughts with with other thoughts i mean because otherwise you just have this gaping hole and guess what the negative is going to flood back into there some way or another in a way that then you don't realize it because you thought you dealt with it right right oh yeah and then what's great is may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. What you're doing is you're redeveloping your trust in him mm-hmm. so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, overflow. Mm-hmm. How many of us want to be overflowing with hope and not despair? I mean, gee, right. Christmas. you know, if we're overflowing with hope. We can bring hope to others. You know, mm-hmm. I read this quote. Uh, it says, if you cannot make a change, change the way you have been thinking, you might find a new solution. <laughs> yeah, Maya Angelou. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so and then number four would be lean on others. Okay. You know, we I mean, this is something yeah. that we all know. We we can't do life something that we've been living for for yeah. the last you know two and a half years. This is really what we've been living and trying to establish is this community. This this is the point of this podcast is right. to help encourage guys to be able to lean on others. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've got multiple times that we can sit here. You and I both got multiple times that we can sit here all day long and and just I can tell you multiple times uh, how being having the band of brothers that I have now uh, has helped me in unbelievable ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there's a guy I can call at any moment in time and I know there's going to be they're going to have my back. And so, you know, as much as we want to be the lone, the lone horse or, you know, the, uh, doing it on our own. We have got to at that point in time of despair. You got to start leaning on others. You got to start sharing with others where you're at, 
mm-hmm. and let them pull some of that weight off of you. Let let them let you know and literally lean on them. <laughs> right. I, I think it's important that 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 we also have people who are real with us. Right. And that's the other thing, right? Is being is having people around you who you know, when, when you are in a place where they can, you know, I mean, you, 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 you've, you and I have done it many times, you know, with each other even is, you know, is where you can look at them and go, yeah, you know what? That sucks. I hear what you're saying, but you're being an idiot, right? Like (laughs) this is, you know, I mean, obviously you've said it in much nicer. Sometimes it is sometimes like, Hey, I just think you're being an idiot. And other times it's, you know, how did you get here? Right. And what right. are you going to do to get out of here? Right. Like what, what is the next step here? What is, what is the, what is the thought process that got you here? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and being able to process through it, but have people that are real. What, I mean, people, I really think that, and, and I think this is a problem in today's day and age is that people don't have other people to call them out on their bullshit. No, We're, people don't like it's, yeah. it's taboo to do that. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to. In fact, because you can't hurt someone else's feelings, and disagreeing with them yeah. hurts their feelings, and therefore you can't disagree with anyone ever. And I think that, to be fair, I think that some of that is a product of so many of us disagreeing with people in a in a way that was not healthy, right, right, and in ways that that hurt are to that are out to hurt other people. And so, if we can learn how to disagree in a way that's healthy. And we can feed that into other people and 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 be able to understand that hey this person's in the same place I'm in, and so right. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk them through this, but I'm not gonna agree with their their BS like I, I, that's not okay, right? But I'm gonna do it in such a way that helps pull them through this. Oh, um, yeah. I think is important because I think so many people have no. I mean, you look at. The, the state of the United States politics, right? I mean, it's a whole bunch of people that agree with each other that have basically said, okay, this is my team and that's your team and now let's fight, right? And that's all it is. And that that gets no one anywhere. And and no one from any of those two teams is willing to look at each other and go, you know what? I agree with you on a lot of stuff and we're friends and we're on the same team, but what you just said is not right. Yeah. And we need to think about this. It's just this constant... Yeah. Reassuring of each other that, yeah, man, you, you're right. Yeah. 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 You're right. Even though that person is, you know, they might need some correcting now and again. I mean, I know I do a lot of times where, (laughs) you know, it's, Hey, I hear what you're saying, but that's not right. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says multiple kisses from a friend is worse than a blow from the enemy. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and what does that what does that mean? Basically, basically, it's like you know we all we don't want to we don't want to contradict anybody. We don't want to tell anybody they're wrong. We don't want to get it. And men, my the best men in my life, the guys that the guys that I have developed strong relationships with, are the ones that challenge me the most. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth, right? I got a guy. I got two guys in my life right now that challenge me scripturally all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? and then I got I just it's just. Why? Because well, we disagree and we hashed it out and we talked it through and and they pointed me out in some things and held me accountable in some things. That's what makes a man's life have meaning. That's what makes us have hope again. Is the reality is this, we're not supposed to just come be compliant with everything and everybody does just because I don't want to hurt their feelings. That's not what it's about. Right. It's about like you say, having the relationships. So when I when I when I need to lean on them, they're there to lean on, but they're also going to stand me up and push, kick me in the butt, and say, "Okay, keep going." You know. Right. 
Yep. Um, yes, they let me share my crap and they let me cry and they let me whine and and uh, and especially in that moment, the the two guys that I had with that moment of despair, you know, they one of them actually actually asked me this, right? He said, "Well, how long do you want to live there?" <laughs> wow. And he goes, "Because you're making your bed, right?" In despair. And did I like that? In fact, I hung up on him. I'm like, right. "You careless piece of sh- blah blah blah," <laughs> but. He was right. And he called me right. back and he goes, I know that one probably hurt, but Mike, you're, 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 you're literally making your bed in despair. And uh, that's where I got to change the, change the pattern. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got, you got to get out. You got to change the pattern, but it's good. So but lean yeah, on so, others, creating that lastly, community. Yep. And then lastly, look for meaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he keeps, he keeps the law and makes them happy as he. So, you know, you've got to find meaning in life, um, you know, and and obviously, you know, I love what Viktor Frankl says. He says, those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once again, find something that's meaningful to you and live it. You know, obviously, God first, obviously, God is our true meaning, uh, you know, in life, obviously. But but you got to be doing something where that has meaning to it, because if you're not, once again, it, you will get sucked down that hole. And so whether that means go and serve at your local food shelf or, right. or you know, the meaning of my life is doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know that I'm heading down that road to despair is when I want to quit and give up. And this is stupid and it's not working. All those thoughts come in. I got to restore the meaning. Wait a minute, God, you called me to this. I am your son. There's meaning in that. You are my father. That's why I pray that every day. I'm your son. You are my father. Father me today. Right. Right. Um, And so you got to find meaning. Yeah. And we share, there's a lot of times when we try to share with our group, right. With a, with the man to man board and and even some of the guys that kind of just walk this with us. A lot of times we'll share like the wins that we have because there's so sometimes it's so far removed from, you know, what we normally see. I mean, Garrett just shared some great wins that, you know, from, from just random people that walk up and they're like, Hey, you know, I've been touched by this and, and, you know, and, and this has really helped me. And, and we're just, we're just going like, wow, oh, cool. You know, I had no <laughs> idea, but super happy that it makes you feel like, okay, we can keep doing this, right? This is, that gives us that meaning, but, but looking for that meaning comes more. I mean, it's just, it's just in general, again, just trying to find the place where you are, you can have some, again, some, some, some real positive interaction and some, some place that you can make something good happen, that you can create some positive change. Like you said, if it's working at a, a food shelf or whatever, but, but the point is, you know, just knowing that you're creating something positive in people and, and allowing that to then work inside of you, because that's going to, that's going to do something inside of you when you're start again, you're starting to replace that despair with something. When that person looks at you and goes, you know what? Now I wouldn't be here if you hadn't said those words or you hadn't done those things. Um, you know, it, it really, it, it, it will replace that despair in a hurry. Right. And, and it'll, uh, it'll make you realize that your life really has some, you know, there, there's some things that God can do with you. And is doing with you, um, even if you're, you know, if it's if it's at the time seems pretty un- inconsequential to that person, it may mean the world, right? So, yeah. finding something that has some meaning and that you can really put your heart into, um, yeah. I mean, this whole, th- you know, walking this process, uh, you know, I joined into walking this process of becoming because I had to, 
like I was in a place in life where I could either become the man that God wanted me to be, or I could just give up on anything that God was doing with me. Like I had to make a decision one way or another. It wasn't a choice that I could put off any longer or live in this world of kind of one foot in both. Right. right. Like I, I just couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't working for me. And and starting to walk down that path, I mean, it's opened up things like this and the retreats that we do. And man, in the conversations that I have with guys now, um, you know, it's so different. And, you know, I just got to record a podcast with Mick that will come out after we're done with this series. And it was so, it's so interesting to see, you know, that relationships and, and those relationships and how they just have continued to do things in my life. Or just having a conversation with him makes me feel man, my life has some meaning, you know, I just, just being able to sit down and have a conversation with a guy like that, um, it, you know, and so finding those things and, and just allowing them to work in your life, you know, my kids, again, trying to find some way to add joy and love in my kid's life. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's become like a, it's become like a, almost a game for me, right. Is what can I do to try to show my kids love and that dad cares uh, every single day and every right. chance I get, right. I'm going to try to find something. I'm going to search something out. And when something doesn't come up during the day, then I'm going to try to text them something, you know, or say something to them before bed or or whatever to try to show them that love that dad has for them every single day, because right. that has meaning, you know, to these kids, even though they're, I mean, he's you know, my oldest son, seven, Josiah is 17 years old. He's barely a kid anymore, but you know, if I if I can just one time before I lose the opportunity to you know have that chance as much as I do now, so into his life and maybe show him just something like that's there's meaning in just that as a dad. That's my job as dad to do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's exactly that's exactly right, Danny. I mean, meaning one of the things that I do that that sh- that helps me uh, know that I have meaning is I, I try to be an encouragement to everybody. It's it's a part of my core values, an encourager, you know. So whether I'm at the grocery store and there's a grumpy cash register lady, or I'm at a restaurant and the 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 food is no good and whatever, my my one of the things that I do to have meaning in this life is be that guy that's going to smile, encourage, thanks, be thankful, you know, to people that I don't even know. If I can somehow some way encourage that person before I leave, that's that's what I want to do. So I mean, it can be as simple as that. And listen, if you're a guy listening to this and mm-hmm. you're searching for meaning, get involved with us. Right. Get, yeah. Go, go to man to man and try to find a way to to get involved. Yeah. Yes. Get, get you exactly. know get involved with us. If there's something that you'd want to hear us talk about, you know, put it down in the notes. I don't know if you're able to do that or not, but go to the website. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so if there's an area that you're stuck in, and that maybe me and Denny could maybe have a good conversation around, bring that. Go to a basic. We got one coming in January. Um, you know, go to becoming a king. I mean, because there is a need right now, and there is a rising in the hearts of men. So if you want to find meaning, man, get on this train with us, you know, right. helping yep. men discover their masculine souls, helping them, helping them find out who they are so they could truly live as men that God called them to live. Uh, so, I mean, if you're out there and you're looking, man, jump on, get on board. We would, <laughs> the more we have, the more we can reach. So. Right. Absolutely. So, but, so but basically, so to break them down is give your burdens to God, break yep. the pattern, free your mind, lean on others. And look for meaning. You know, if you can try to start putting some of those in your life, don't try to take them on all at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. Pick one because you put them all at the same time. And guess what? You're going to get confused again. And you go right back down the hole. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, trying to tackle too much is not going to help you get out of this. No, Pick one thing. And, and when you feel like, oh, my gosh, all right, I feel like I finally have a handle on this and I don't have to think about it every minute of every day, then you can move on to the next thing and start right. to slowly work your way through this. And what I think you're going to find is sooner or later, you're just going to stop. You're going to stop focusing on the despair right. because you're focusing on the joy and the, and the positive and, and the 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 flip side to it. And so sooner or later, you're going to go, Oh man, my, you're going to actually have to cause yourself to focus on continuing to work on these things because you're going to be going that other direction so right. much that it's, you slowly start to move away from it. What's going to, yeah. What's going to happen is the joy and the hope are going to start filling the space instead mm-hmm. of all the other crap. And you're right. going to, something will come about you and something will hit you or something will try to confuse you. And because that space is filled with joy and hope, you're not going to struggle with that for very long. Right. You, you right. just won't. It's going to bump up against the wall of Christ. It's going to bump up against the word of God. And you're going to see yourself more in that other area of hope and joy than you are in despair and confusion because you're putting these things to practice. And so I'm. it's fun. I think it's fun uh, when I'm in a decent spot with God and everything like that. And all of a sudden something hard hits and it literally makes me laugh. You know, it literally makes me laugh. Uh, why? Because, well, I'm not, I just, there are certain things that I just don't allow anymore to come in and take over my mind and, and, and cause me to go spinning off. I just won't. Because right. um, I know what the enemy's plan and I know how consistent he is on doing some things towards my life. And so when he tries to step in with those things, I've got the, I got the backup plan and knock it out. So right. I wish I could do it every time, but, you know. I'm doing yeah, the more, more times you do it, the better, right? I mean, in the end, right. it's not about doing it every time. It's about doing it the next time. So if That's you fail point. this time, it's okay. You know what? I didn't get it this time. I'm going to get it the next time. Right. And that's, that's what you need to focus on is just getting it the next time. And that's one step at a time. So. Amen. It's good, man. Next week, we're going to talk about passivity and how uh, that hits guys. And then some more. Uh, steps on how to get out of passivity. So here we go. All right. All right.